You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator-distributed, fan-supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. You're listening to the following program on TFN Audio from the Fantasy Network, where independent creators and fans of fantasy, sci-fi, horror, and gaming meet to create, stream, and support the shows that they love. Creator-distributed, fan-supported, that's TFN. Find this and many more great programs at watch.thefantasy.network slash audio. Epilogue Jim walked into the Convergence Club, seeing Bob behind the bar. We sent him a friendly wave. The club was busier than the last time he'd come here, and almost all the tables were full. He looked around and spotted Rhea in one of the booths. She raised her hand when she saw him, and he walked over to her, sliding in across from her. So, she said, smiling, you made it. Of course I did. I always keep my appointments. How's SF treating you? SF? That's what San Franciscans call the city. Never call it Frisco if you value your life. But the question still stands. How do you like it here? Besides the fog, I'm actually pretty comfortable. Seems like a city filled with people wanting to be different. I like that. And I hope the club doesn't make too much noise. Jim had gotten Rhea into one of the small apartments Bob kept for special guests, located in the annex behind the club itself. Rhea had taken meeting Bob in stride, even when he had used his tail to serve a beer to a customer while finding her keys. No, it's fine. I like the idea of living in a place that doesn't officially exist, but I'm looking for a place of my own. Maybe somewhere in Ashbury Heights. I like the place. Jim gestured for Bob to bring him a beer and leaned back in the booth. It had been a gamble, hoping that both Feline and Rhea would pick up on the cues he gave them. Feline, with her sharp hearing, could be far from the farmhouse but still hear what went on inside. Rhea could jump in and help him when he gave the sign. He had not known if it would work, but it had paid off. There had been no sign of Anderson since, which Jim took as a good sign. And you have come to terms with, you know, not becoming mortal? I've been a mortal for a really long time. A while ago, a guy told me it meant I was a fallen angel. I've heard other theories too, but no matter what, I'm here. I'm Jim Corrigan. I've never been anything else, and I like being me. It's like that movie says, you can get busy living or get busy dying. I choose living. So, speaking of living and dying, what about the spirits? Rhea asked. Are they all still gone? They're not gone. They're still there. They just don't come near me. To them, it doesn't matter that Anderson was attempting to take over the world. All they know is that I hurt a spirit that served as a focal point and mentor to all the spirits in the Bay Area. 
They looked up to him, respected him, and I heard him. Now they stay away from me. They're scared of me. He cleared his throat. I'm almost embarrassed to say this, but I don't miss them. You like being alone for a change, huh? I'm not alone. If anything, this showed me that my friends are with me. For the first time in a lot of years, I'm with friends. Also for the first time in a long time, you're on a date, Bob said. He appeared at their table holding a bottle of beer in his hand, handing it to Jim. You two be good now. I don't want any shenanigans in my bar, are we clear? Jim blushed but real laughed. Leave him alone, she said. He's new to this. Bob winked and walked off, tail swaying back and forth. So this is a date? Jim asked. Well, yeah. I thought that's what Mercedes said you wanted. Mercedes told me that you wanted to see me. She didn't... Jim put a hand on his forehead. Oh, the little minx. So it's not a date, huh? Rhea asked. Her eyes sparkled in the dim lights of the bar. Do you want it to be? Rhea leaned forward and put her head close to his. Jim, you helped save my mom. You helped me return some of the stuff. I am, to put it mildly, least proud of having stolen in my life. You helped me find a place to stay for a while. You offered me a place on your team, and even though I said no, that doesn't mean I wasn't flattered, or that I won't drop in to see you guys again. Her eyes looked into his. I honestly can't think of a guy I'd rather go on a date with. Jim licked his lips, feeling slightly nervous. Tell you what, I'm going to go out to the little supergirl's room. When I come back, we'll be on a date. How's that? Sounds good. Rhea got up and walked through the crowd. Jim took a deep breath as he reached into his pocket and pulled out a fresh pack of cigarettes and a lighter. He could feel the blood pumping in his temples, feel his body tingling. In fact, he felt more alive than he could ever remember feeling. Jim Corrigan lit a cigarette and thought about life. And so, the season is over. You turn off the TV already thinking what will happen next. Will there be more adventures for the Tempest team? Will the show get picked up for a second season? And if so, would you watch it? Only time will tell whether Tempest Investigations has attracted enough viewers to continue. But no matter what, it will live on in your mind. That is the beauty of imagination. Stay tuned. You have been listening to Tempest Investigations, Season 1, by Klaus Holm. Narrated by Neil Helligers, a proud member of SAG-AFTRA. Text copyright 2016 by Klaus Holm. This recording, production copyright 2018 by Klaus Holm, was produced by Spoken Realms Studios. On the web at spokenrealms.com.
Tempest.com. Tempest Investigations Season 1 is available in book form from Amazon. Also available from Amazon, The Tucson Time Traveler and Between Above and Below. Visit Klaus Holm's website at www.klausholm.net. Thank you for listening.